This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. All right, kids. It's nearly Christmas. It's match week 17 of the Premiership League of England and we've got Man City away it's not a main road uh, the Etihad all day I've been looking forward to saying at the start of this the boys are back together but unfortunately Mr Clark can't can't be with us but um, we've got Pat it's great to see you again, Pat. Look, I'm, I'm going to talk about West Ham straight away. Um, I only went to that game because you were going. Because although I love the stadium, the, the whole experience isn't that brilliant, especially getting away from the ground. Did you did you enjoy West Ham, mate? As in a, a an occasion and a, an event and going to a game and. I I had a fantastic time. So I want to just first thank Chris Clark for getting the tickets for me. I'd only ever been to one away match in my life because, again, when I was young, my dad wouldn't let me go to away matches. And then, of course, I've been away from the country for 40-plus years. So when I went back, I think, in 1990, took my then-to-be wife, my fiance Wendy, to uh, White Hot Lane. Jeff Thomas, I believe, scored the goal. It might have been Ian, uh, Mark Bright. I know we tied. We, we, uh, we drew 1-1. Um, so that was, my, that was my first ever away game. And this is my second. Listen, I had a great time. Well, first, Nick, Great to see you because I'd seen you obviously in yeah. uh, 2015 or six, 2015. I definitely I remember taking a picture with you outside of Sellers. And great yeah. to meet your well, son, Will. Was, great, um, great kid. Great kid. It was way, way tired at that time. <laughs> yeah. It was great to spend time with you, um, sharing a sausage roll before the match and just going there, you know, doing the pre match content was fun. It was a great experience listening. And then that's the only game we got a point out of. So, Obviously, you and I are both lucky charms together because that was just fun. I mean, being in the weight section, we had great season 118. It was just fun to be in the Palace section. The atmosphere there is horrible. I don't know how weight games are in general. I think West Ham fans are terrible, but the Palace section was great. And it was fun to be there. I really had a fantastic time. I didn't know if I've told you that, but thanks again. I really, really, I, I loved it. I really loved it. And let it be known. That our Patrick was singing his little heart out, bless him. <laughs> he was singing all the way through. He was having a whale of a time. And then he got suspended. Half hour in the rain waiting to get to Stratford Station to get away. 
Well, I will say this. Remember, I left I left you guys a little early, so yeah. I actually got out pretty it wasn't bad. You know they have the you know people there doing the stop and then go, stop, yeah. go. I actually got to the station pretty well and then from there what day Sunday I went somewhere after because every time I went to a match I did something after with a family member I went somewhere after met maybe a, my brother or someone but I got out and I actually got out there pretty well I'm not gonna lie getting out of there is a nightmare I know what people will probably say about that but no I actually got out there it actually worked out pretty well so yeah yeah well we're back at the nets to working on a bit of a skeleton crew I ended up doing a kind of joint preview pod uh crossover and went I, on youtube with him and i, I enjoyed I, I, that it was good to chat with Dion. and uh i hope a few people who saw that uh, are listening to this and if you're listening to this and heard that last week that you've uh decided to look over the youtube content but because they're we're so skeleton crude uh the um match report seems a bit like the mary celeste doesn't it patrick so i suppose we better talk a little bit about the Liverpool game. And I think we can only talk about it in the context of how appalling we were against Bournemouth. And actually, we played better. Okay, the result was was similar. We lost. But the fans got behind the team and we were, we were in the game. Were it not for, well, the sending off, but the disparity in yellow cards between the two teams had committed the same amount of fouls. I know... You could say on paper, it's easy to say that. You've got to look at where they were on the pitch, the position of other players and, and the potential for chances have to be taken into effect. But there were Liverpool players. I saw the referee counted on his fingers one, two, three times, saying that you've done that three times, don't do it again. And the only yellow cards they got were deep into stoppage time, kind of as an afterthought. Um, was it as shocking as I thought it was in real life, Patrick? Or are we just making a meal of it as an excuse as to why we didn't win? So, um, Andy Maddie was the referee. Um, I do remember about five or six times when D and I have done uh, either post-match shows or player ratings, we talk about how bad he's been. So, first off, he's a terrible, terrible, terrible referee. Um, being at the stadium, I had a really good view because, uh, again, season ticket holder, main stand with my friend AJ from the back of the nest YouTube. So the seats are great right between the 18-yard uh, box and the and the center circle uh, towards the HF. So really good seats. So um, you can kind of see a lot that's going on. I didn't, I mean, and I haven't, I didn't watch much today when I was in England. I didn't have the stomach to do it, but I actually just watched the uh, NBC. Apparently, uh, it's not that bad. Say again? Gary Linick is not that bad. Uh, what's your opinion? I actually like some stuff he does. I don't no, I like Gary Linick. I was, I was just ripping off your yeah. fact you couldn't stomach like, match of the day. But... No, I really couldn't stomach watching the replay of that match yeah. because watching it back just now, over here they had um, Robbie. Oh, my gosh, this is embarrassing. Robbie played for Wimbledon player. Robbie Earl. Robbie Earl and actually Phil Neville did the uh, post-match and pre-match over here. And they both said on the IU that they thought the first uh, yellow card was very harsh. He was trying to back away and was given a yellow card. And the second one, which I thought in real time when I watched it was a clear breakaway for Elliot, wasn't a clear breakaway, but just a, a t- an attempt to tackle him at the halfway line. So I think both uh, cards were very harsh. 
I thought, as the fans said, the the uh, who's the scouts in the black? Andy Maddox was absolutely terrible. It was awful. And as you just said, uh, I think it was Konate came in at halftime, committed three fouls within five minutes and didn't get a yellow card. So I don't know what he was doing. What he wanted to do was, what he did was, he wanted to make sure that Liverpool got a point, or in this case, all three. It turned the game. Obviously, injuries to Edward and John Stone and Mitchell did not help. But we deserved the point in that game. And it's frustrating that, you know, to play so well, having played so poorly against Bournemouth and a fan turning on Hodgson and him making those comments, to bounce back and then get nothing out of that game was, it was, as I said, I was gutted at the time. I've gone over it, but that was a very tough thing to stomach in person. Talking about Roy making comments, We've had a lot of hard ones to take. This is from the Palace website after the game. This is just another one along the way. I'm gutted for the players because I'm gutted about the way the game panned out. I think having to play the game with 10 men for the last 15 or 20 minutes was unbelievably harsh on us. I don't believe it was worthy of the way we played. To play with 10 men for the last 15 minutes in a game that up to that point we've dealt with well was a really, really harsh outcome and certainly not worthy of what the team produced up to that point. It's saddening to watch games like that, where the team does so well as what the boys did and worked so hard against all the odds and having to go along having lost two goals to one. Um, we'll talk about um, the um, the injuries in a bit. Um, but it says, uh, I can praise them for their performance today and say they were so unlucky. I can blame lots of things, but the bottom line is a game where I thought after 75 minutes, we were looking likely to win 1-0 and we lose 2-1. Now, that's on the Palace website, Patrick. He made some other comments as well. Did you see those about being disillusioned? I don't know. I don't read Hodgson's comments post-match. They are yes. too... Uh, no, I don't read them. So you want to share? You can go ahead and share them. No, I haven't got them to hand, but it's how he was disillusioned with the game and how... Um, it wasn't so much VAR that was doing his heading, but the handball rule and the fact that uh, you've got England players being unprofessional, getting players booked, kicking the ball who against you, Dyer. Who's he referring to? Who did that? I don't know. Was it uh, Arnold, I guess? I think it was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, I didn't realise. Okay. Like I said, I didn't really go too deep into any kind of yeah. post-match content. It's just, yeah, it wasn't. Really um, which was dispiriting, really. Not, it was good that he spoke out. He's, he's really in grumpy old man mode now, now, isn't he? He's speaking his mind, and sometimes, you know, 20% of the time he's actually hitting the target with uh, what he's saying. Uh, yeah, good point. So who who was your Palace man of the match then? You know what? We talked about that. In the post match, we did a uh, so D, myself, and AJ did a, a live uh, match reaction from the freezing cold fan zone. And I think I picked Nathaniel Klein because I thought Klein did a great job versus Salah, even though Salah scored a goal before that, one of the best players in the league by far. I hadn't even re- remembered him being on the pitch. I said, Well, Klein playing, Klein playing left back, not right back. So I'm pretty sure I would have picked him because I can't remember who else was there. I love what Mateta did, by the way for the goal. I know that um, Ward, yeah. and I heard now post-match, Ward was told to give the ball to Ayu, but JP's like, no, I'll take it. And then Ayu got upset. But for him to take that ball, take ben the penalty, take, 
towards towards exactly. That's what I was afraid of. Because listen, our fans already don't respect him or don't like him. A lot of them. I mean, I should say don't like him. I think our fan base is very fickle, and any mistake that he makes, they jump on. I know he has his first league goals. So it's not like, not like he's Erling Haaland, but I've always taken a liking for JP. I'm not lying. So I was so happy when he scored that goal. So good for him. So yeah, yeah. Let's let's leave the Liverpool game because yes, other than the, the injury to Sam Johnson, Edwell coming off with a knock, and did I also see that Lerma possibly? And Mitch, and Mitchell was oh Mitchell got injured the day the match before you right so that's three out of we had four injuries in two matches right that's right yep so let's look forward to to Manchester City. Um, Oh God, dear God! Look and I'm going to get you. With, I'm, I'm going to get you with the head to head first, and then we'll do the stats and, and stuff, and then we'll talk about how Palace are going to line up. Um, okay, so we have played Manchester City. Um, well, the first time we played them, when do you reckon it was? Oh, my book's down there. I bought the 1861 book. You know, have you familiar with that book? The book that's written that's in the in the club shop about Crystal Palace history. No, no. Well, I bought I bought the book. To, I almost gave it away. What I'm doing with that book? Anyway, I bought the book, but I didn't get a chance to go through it yet. So, I know City have been around for a long time, but they're up north. We're down south. We couldn't have been that. Re- I'm going to say, hmm, 19. I like 1925. I guess just got like that number. No, you're very close. It was 1921. Oh, wow. I, I was four years off. Yeah. I'm getting FA today. Cup, and we beat them. Okay. Now, uh, I know we've been well, going for 60 years. We were, we had our 60th anniversary celebrations in 1921, didn't we, obviously? <laughs> obviously, um, we did. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly. <laughs> Nearly had us. But we were still That's a fledgling better. club. So I don't know how much of a shock that was because I don't know what division Manchester City would have been in then. Good point. But let's be honest, Nick, between you and me, right? And I hope there are no <laughs> Man City fans listening to the podcast. Between you, me and the listener. Right, exactly. They they're not, they weren't a big club until they were bought by the Saudis. Let's be honest. Oh, well, they're not Saudi. What are they? They're not Saudi. Kuwait. Whoever bought them, whoever yeah. bought them, they were not a big club. I mean, when I was a child, the only thing that Man City ever did was they won the first cup one year, I know that. And in 79, they lost to um, Tottenham in the FA Cup final. Besides that, I don't really... Was that, no, 81. Was it 79 or 81? They lost to Tottenham. All the Ozzy No, I had to be 81 after the, after the war. No, 80. Help me out. What year did they lose? 78, he came over with Ricky Villa. Yeah. Was it 81, they, Ricky Villa scored that goal? Whatever. Uh, the replay. I've only... Uh, Man City were never a big club until... 15, 20 years ago. So their history is very short. But anyway, I'm sorry to go off on a yeah. tangent. There. See, when I, I when, I, when I was thinking about the question, you know, who's your favourite Man City player ever, which we'll do now, I'm, I'll kind of go with my thinking because you, you're talking about them not being very successful. I mean, the Fairs yeah. Cup, is that, what's that like, the UEFA Championship now? I don't know. The uh, it's the, it's the, it's the UEFA Europa League now. It used to be the yeah. UEFA Cup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I've thought of like Colin Bell, Franny Lee. That's the one from that same era. I got that's that's but mine. I don't fat, really. Fat Franny Lee. I like Fat Franny Lee. I don't know why. <laughs> but I don't. I'm I'm a little bit young for them. Nope, I got a better one. Um, my favorite 
Yeah. He's uh, Toro. Wow. Recently. recently. Again, from their recent era. Makes sense. But he was, he was uh, one of the best players I've ever seen play against Palace. I agree. In some of those fixtures. But then, yeah, there's no, because there was a fame, there's a book out called uh, Manchester United Ruined My Life. I don't think it sells many copies now because it was written by a Man City fan complaining that they've been in the doldrums of the third tier English football. Um, They were, you're right. And um, Man United were winning everything. How things have changed. Yeah. Look, think about your question now, going back on history, my favourite player would have been Rodney Marsh. Because he was so eccentric. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, Rodney Marsh was, uh, you know, obviously more QPR, but I think Rodney Marsh is probably my favourite um, Man City player because that, that was in my era, you know, the whole, you know, George Best era or whatever. I, I love Rodney Marsh. I mean, what, Can you what, say what, Dennis Law as well? I mean, he famously relegated. I would have picked United, him. Didn't he? Yeah. That, <laughs> you know what? I would have said that, but he played for, he played for the City, what, for two seasons? I mean, not that Roddy might play longer, but you're right. It would have been, my second one would have been Dennis Law because then any guy that relegated May United has got to be one of my favourites. So that's a great point. Yes, let's go with let's go with Dennis Law. You're right. I like that one better. And is your favouritist ever Man City manager, Steve Koppel? No, Malcolm Allison. This is true. Steve Koppel. my era. How long did Steve Koppel last? Was it was it three days or thirty days? It was a very short amount of time at City. I, I forgot he managed them until you just said that. So honestly, I didn't. I know Malcolm Allison always did, but I don't remember. I didn't remember. I forgot that Koppel sorry had managed them. So I couldn't even tell you. I could look it up, but I'm not going to waste our time. And the other player I associate with Man City is Joe Corrigan. Oh, the goalkeeper, third keeper. Yeah, yeah, third keeper. Yep, big Joe Corrigan. <laughs> I, I feel we're kind of putting off how we're going to get slaughtered of on course, Saturday. Of course, um, of course. So in order to prolong that, I picked a game from the past and I went back to the 18th of September 2004 when 25,000 wow. people at Sellers Park saw Manchester City beat Palace 2-1. Okay. Referee was Martin Atkinson. Okay. Can you tell me two players scored? Who scored for Palace? Who scored for City? Do you reckon? 2004. Well, see, yeah, see, you can't do that to me, right? So let me again explain my Palace fandom. The 2000s are a tough time for me to remember following because remember, back then, the internet might have just begun. I'll probably follow Palace based on the the CPR, FIS thing that they sent those rapid response emails yeah. out to you. Uh, you know, BBC World Service on my shortwave radio. Crystal, no Pally, Crystal Palace, fast results and information service. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I signed up it, for that. It was one of the best things ever. It was brilliant. The first thing. Yeah. The first. I met, so I don't, 2004, I couldn't even tell you. You got to give me the manager at least. I can maybe take a guess. Who was the manager back then? The, the manager. Yeah, and I can try to get oh. the goal scoring. I don't know. Who the manager was so then? Right. Spironi was in goal. Okay. 18 years ago. Right. Spironi early in goal. Spironi. Early Spironi, though. Right? I mean, early Spironi. I'll go for the lineup. Hudson, Paul, Boyce, Derry, Danny Granville, Michael Hughes, Akiri Alai, Wayne Routledge, Stop. Andy Johnson. Goal Andy Johnson. Yeah, I'm going to go Andy yeah. Johnson. Go I mean, if, if, that, 
<laughs> yeah, Ellie Johnson on that team, yeah. Who was Great our point. other sub that day? He was a legend for Palace. Hungarian. Well, it's not... Uh, uh, Sandor Torgeli? Congratulations, yes. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Who scored the goals, goals for City? Oh, gosh. This is a name I forgot. I'm just, I'm just reading through this team that's kind of like got brilliance interspersed with like just, I'll make up a word. I'll let you make up a word. Right. Man City's team in goal, David James, Sylvain Distan. Oh, yeah. Richard Dunn. Dan- Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Benny Mills, Ben Thatcher, Jerry Barton, less said about him the better, Claudio Reyna, Antoine Sibierski, Sean Wright Phillips, and this is the juxtaposition of these two. Just you will crack up. Nicholas Anelka, <laughs> John Macken. Oh my god, John! Those two playing together, man. What's that all about? I'm gonna guess the goal scorer with one. Uh, Macken scored that day. I don't know why I'm gonna guess him. John Macken scored, and I'll guess. Yeah. Um, this is American. Yeah, I know he didn't score, but Claudio Reyna. But I know he didn't score either. So no, it was uh, Nicholas Anelka who scored. Really? Um, yeah, and uh, Dungey High came on for John Macken, former Palace player. Sanji yeah, High, another right? connection there. Benji, yeah, look at that. Wow. Yeah. That's a that's a great that's a I don't know why you picked that game, but that brings back some interesting memories. So that not, that's a good job there, Nick. I like that. Two thousand four. Nice one. Yeah. So I'm not gonna go how many we've lost and won against them um over the years, but let's talk about our injury list. I think it'll be easier, Patrick, to talk about who we've got available. So let's start with goalkeeper. Who's available in goal? Uh, Remy Matthews and, and Joe Whitworth. Okay. I'd uh, start Whitworth, but he won't start. He'll start Remy Matthews, unfortunately, because... Um, bloke I know uh, gave me a lift home. Uh, his son was in the palace himself for a bit, and he actually did the stats for Football Manager for three years. Oh. A little okay. while back. And... Um, yeah, the second keeper you mentioned, he said, is absolutely, absolutely unbelievable. He's watched him through the years. Joe Whitworth. Seen, yeah, Joe Whitworth, how he's yeah, grown. He I, said he's a little bit short, but as a keeper, he is, he is the business. Yeah, I love him business. to start on. I love him to start. But, man, he played last year against Arsenal and Brighton and lost both. And I thought he played well against Brighton, at least. Didn't play overly great against the, in the Arsenal game. But I thought he played well against Brighton, so... He's he's got more. He's played more Premier League games than Remy Matthews has played, but he's obviously like eight or nine years younger, or not even probably ten years younger than him. So. Okay, 
So you, you, you want Whitworth, but you think it'll be Matthews? I know it's going to be Matthews. If he's fit, yeah. he's, not, he's not picking a, a, a teenager, basically, over a veteran. Okay. Despite Back the talent gap. So we've we've not got Mitchell, is that right? No, I think he's still out. Okay. Um what about Klein? It'll be it'll be it'll be Klein Ward, uh Gehi Anderson, I'm going to assume, because they're all fit, I assume. Right now they are anyway. Okay. What do you make of Richards being played in midfield? I thought against West Ham when we were there, he did a great job. But I think that when you put him in there for a prolonged time, you see what he lacks, which is, you know, the ability to pass the ball, you know, forward more often than not. And also just to kind of, he's not, he's a defender by heart. He even mentioned, I think I, I watched a post-match interview after West Ham. He said that the difference for him playing defensive midfield and centre-half is that the balls go over his head. He kept turning his head, looking at the ball, you know, it's going over his head towards Anthony Gay. So he can do a job there, but not prolonged. So, I love him and I'm glad he's playing, but he's just not a centre midfielder. Unless you have Eze next to him and maybe Olise, you know what I mean? Some, or even Lerma and Eze. But we're going to have like one of the worst midfielders in Premier League history on Saturday because I, I like the players that are going to play. Well, it's for one, I won't, I won't mention who. But the, for them playing in the Premier League match against New, Man City, we're in big trouble. So. I think a hammer double get a start. Oh, if he does, I'll be ecstatic. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's never going to happen. But yeah, if he does, I'll be so happy. So why do you think let, that? Why do you think Ahamada? No, because I think just because we've got so many players out. No, well, yeah, we've got no Eza. We've got no Eza. We've got no Ayu. Right. Because he's, red, he's got the Ayu doesn't play midfield though. So you talk about central. No, he's, but with well, I mean, we'd usually say in that position now, maybe Schluck. Okay. No. If we if we no. presume that Elise and Schlupp and Wide. either Frank, French Eddie or well, who else is going to play there? If we if we're well, going with three up top, no, we're not going to. Go. Well, again, to me, it's going to be Olise Schlupp outside, and then if, if Edward is fit, it's him or it's Mateta. The, the issue is the central three. So you're looking at Richards, who plays, who's played there, and he's picked Schlupp. He's played in the pick, and you've got Will Hughes. So I don't see where Ahamana fits in. You also have Gyro. And again, I'm yeah. not sure Lerma's going to be out. So Lerma might play. So my point, I don't think there's any way Ahamana gets in there over any of those. And if you wanted to change up a little bit, like you just said, you would put um, Schlupp in the middle with Richards and, let's say, Hughes. And then you'd have, you just said, Edward out on the left. Lisa on the right and the Mateta up front. So I don't see any way Ahamada gets in there unless there's another couple of injuries we don't know about because I don't think um, the manager trusts him that much. But I hope I am wrong. I'd love to be wrong when you're right, Nick. <laughs> so do I. No. I um, it's, it's, it's a tough game. No, there's, there's no two ways yeah. about it. Um, we could approach it like we did Liverpool, try and take the, the game to them. Um, Palace uh, know the sit back and counter, but we haven't really got, you know, Schlupp can be quick. Um, Elise, hold on, hold the... on, hold on. You said take the game to who? To Liverpool? Well, not take the game, but actually give them a good game. Okay, that's different. Because if you want to look at the stats, which you won't do, we didn't take it to Liverpool. We just happened to play a decent defensive counter game. We didn't yeah. take it to them. I know what you're saying. Go ahead. Yeah. I agree with that. 
I agree with that. Yeah, so if we can play that sort of game, um, rather than the, well, I think we should just write the Bournemouth game off. Um, <laughs> I still think, you know, I still feel the same about about Roy not being there as quickly as possible. Um, I agree. Especially with the transfer window coming up. Um, which seems to be looming very quickly. Um, well, Nick, let's talk about, I know we're going to talk, let's definitely we're talk about Man City, but let's talk about the upcoming fixtures, right? So we have, I'm looking, where's my list? Oh, by the way, I, I purchased the, people can't see, I've got the, um, the Liverpool program. I have the Bournemouth program. Yeah. And I actually bought, also bought the West Ham program. One day you should have the schedule. But I'll look. So just going, I know we don't, don't do previews before previews, but we've got Man City, then we're going to have Brighton, Chelsea, Brentford, and Arsenal. Five next matches. What do you think it will take for Hodgson to keep his job with those five matches coming up? Just curious. One win, two wins, four points. What do you, what do you, what do you think? Brentford, maybe. We have a chance of getting a point. A point. So one point in five, you think, would keep him here? We are due a surprise win. We haven't had one for a while. Just chaos theory type stuff. Right. Not based on uh, any form or anything. Okay. But more hope than anything else. But, yeah, four points maybe. I mean, it all depends on how we play, Pat, doesn't it? If we play like we did against Liverpool with intent and, and whatever, because... We're, we're talking about I, Vieira having those difficult games, but it, it lost it. Is the Liverpool one-off? I don't know. As I've already said, I'd, I'd rather that he went sooner than later because, as you're right, if the, your point being that if if we don't do something in those games, then he, he should be gone. Um, so, I, I disagree. You know, with you. Go ahead. Go on. Now you said that you know Vieira lost it, but I want to. I'm gonna. I, I know also what I bought. I bought the um the annual, which is great. It recaps last season. So I'm gonna backtrack from when he got fired. So he got fired. He got canned after the uh, Brighton one nil uh, loss away. Before that, we lost one nil to Man City, same team. You know how we lost that game? Remember we lost it because at least they had the silly foul and Haaland scored the penalty. Then we lost on the own goal to Villa away. We drew against Liverpool. We drew against Brentford again. Everyone wants to go back. That was the 92nd, 96th minute goal by Jan Elt. We drew Brighton at home 1-1. We lost narrowly to United 2-1. We drew Newcastle 0-0. Drew with Man United 1-1. Lost 1-0 to um, Chelsea. And then we had the first beginning of that run was terrible. We got smashed 4-0. I think we got better as the run went on, not worse. We ended up going from 4-0. No. No, listen, what happened? Result, results no, that's wise, smashing. Listen, I'm, okay, I'm telling you right now because I know for a fact he was not fired because of results. That's not why he lost his job. I know for a fact he lost his job for another reason, which I won't get into. He didn't want to lose the results. Oh, you can't, results, you can't drop little. You can't drop. Yeah, I can't can. Yeah, I can. Drop yeah, stuff like can. that in this. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. Because I want people to tune into next time. I might when I might tell you the, the actual truth. But the truth of the matter is, if Hodgson doesn't get a win in the next five, he's gone. He should be gone anyway. But yeah. it's no, and by the way, the teams that I just mentioned were all above us in the table. We are now 15th. <laughs> 15th. Where did Vieira drop to in all that bad run? Where did the lowest he ever dropped to in that, in that run? What, what, what were we? We were 12th FC. 
So as yeah. bad as people want yeah. to make it out to be, we were never this close to relegation. So I don't care what people want to say about Vieira and last but year. Other the, other what was help. the first result on that list? Not the first one you read, but the first one in the string of bad results. It was when we lost badly at home to Tottenham 4-0. And that was the Vieira turning point. If you go back on the timeline, that's when we turned to Joss because he was so fearful of getting mugged like that in the game. <laughs> I disagree. You can read out as many results as you like, but they, were, they weren't the best games to watch, Patrick. Oh, and this is good to watch? This is good to I watch under say, Hodgson? I didn't oh, okay. say it was. This is worse. Didn't say this, it was. This is worse. When this I was on the, on the show last week that I did with the yeah. hour, I mentioned, well, you, you said you listened, so I mentioned the HF banner from, I think it was 2020, 2019. And just yeah. nothing's moved. Nothing's moved on. Um, I agree. So all we can do is just look. Sad is a free hit. <laughs> it always. It was always going to be a free hit, no matter who our manager was. Yeah, even if we had prime Terry Venables. Yeah, but I'm afraid there are no free hits left for Hudson after the comments that he made and how we've been playing. I, I'm sorry. If we if we get beat five six nil, he can't survive that, Nick. That's not a free hit. That's that's going to be a sacking. That's how yeah. I feel anyway. He can't be get beat 5 0. He can get beat 1 0 and can play like he could do, you know, uh, a gutsy 2 1 like or 1 0 like Liverpool. If you, we get beat 5 6 0, he's not going to survive that. He's just not. Can't see it, but we'll see. If we, um, what we'll do, we'll do the uh, stat man um, and then uh, we'll talk about uh, today's referee. So, um, have you got any stats for us, Pat? Yes, I have four. First stat, Paris have more clean sheets, five. Next stat, Man City ranked first in goal scored this season with 38. Second is Liverpool with 36. But they have no clean sheets in the last five matches, which I guess would be good if you think we're going to score a goal. And the last two, the last two stats: Erling Haaland has scored fourteen goals this season, top scorer in the Premier League. Palace, as a team, has scored fifteen, one more than Haaland. That's actually better than I thought. So that's cheered me up. Okay. They have been a bit ropey. That's, that, they that's, that's, that's not as bad as I thought it would be. And <laughs> they've got players out. I'm, I'm presuming they've got injuries as well. If I'd have well, done Harland's any, um, Haaland's yeah. out. If yeah. I did any research, I'd have um, researched that. But um, things change. Paul Tierney is our ref. Oh, please. Yeah. Um, I don't like him, but I don't like any any referee, so that's not even being fair, is it? <laughs> in all time. Um, hang on, let's have a look at this. Sorry about this, Patrick. I'm just right. sorting out my internet here. Right, Paul Tierney. Paul Tierney had refereed Crystal Palace um, a total of, come on, internet work. Oh, dear. Never done this. I'm going to refresh this page. Um, right, let's try again there. Right, it's refereed us once already this season. I don't know what, when that was. <laughs> uh, that was the case. He's refereed us 14 times and uh, never shown us a red card. 
Um, he's yeah, refereed Man City 21 times, never showing them a red card. Um, oh. Going by results, that's Jarvis being a good boy in the background there. Sorry, listeners. Domestic life and all that. Uh, of the 14 games he's reft for Palace, uh, we've only lost 21% of them. We've won 42% and won 35%. However, um, and it is Man City, so it's no surprise, uh, they've won 90% of their 21 games in his, um, his refereed. So there are no surprises there. You're still there, Patrick. Yeah, I was sort of waiting to get past the poor Tony stat. So thanks for that, Nick. Sorry about that. So um, let's hope that we have uh, a Mac report this weekend. Um, what's your prediction for the game? Uh, to talk about it, um, hopefully a, a very jammy 1 0 Palace win, which is going to be my prediction. Um, no, it's not. You're not actually going to pick Palace to win that match. You've got to stop going with your heart and go with your head. This is, that's a ridiculous. That's a ridiculous um, prediction. I hate to say it, but that's ridiculous. You, you're basing that on heart only. Are you going to do that for the next four matches too? Against like you know, against uh, Brighton, for instance. You're going to you know, an Arsenal and Chelsea. You can do that too. A jammy Palace one nil win. Is that what we're doing right now? We're not doing that. Come on, be honest. What do you think is really going to happen? I know you want that. We all want the one nil win. What do you think is going to really happen on it? Come on, be honest. Um. Yeah, it'd probably be three and he'll then win it at least. There you go. That's honest because yesterday I had to jump on and help Dr. Do a uh, preview because the other lads were weren't were ill or busy, and Dr. And I both said three nil to City. We don't want that to happen. I want Palace to win, but I cannot see any way Palace get anything out of this match. I just don't see it. Now it's obviously it's the Man City part, the way we play, the managed situation, and the injuries. We have so many injuries, Nick. I mean, I can't see Remy Matthews. By the way, is in goal. Let that let that simmer for a second. All right, Remy Matthews is going to be in goal on Saturday, okay? Not Sam Johnstone, so just saying that. I mean, I'm not saying he's poor. I'm just saying that. I know he didn't have a good game yet for Palace. So there's that. So I'm going 3 nothing City, just like you. Just like me. Yeah. Well, on that cheery bombshell, I suppose we shall say um, <laughs> au revoir for this week. Patrick really needs to have a sleep. An afternoon. Yeah, I'm exhausted. I'm a little jet lagged. It's only been two days yeah. I've been home. So, yeah. But again, yeah, it was yeah. great seeing you, Nick. Great seeing yeah. you. And well, if you slip back into deep. retirement, there's me yesterday thinking I, I it's my last day of school tomorrow, but no, I finish next Thursday. Um, oh, you're, you're a week off. Wow. Yeah. That's not even, yeah, that's not good. But yeah, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. So catch us on Spotify. Tell your friends about us. Spread the word. Um, Give us some likes on Spotify. Um, We've got a Facebook page. Search Back of the Nest on your internet. You'll find us on TikTok as well. Don't forget. Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Um, Don't forget, check out the YouTube stuff because DR is, uh, he puts a lot of work into that. So, he does his credit. Yeah. He works very hard on that. So support the young man. He's he's got a good heart. And we went we went out to Nando's on Sunday. So he's also quite Nando's. funny in person. Cheeky Nando's on Sunday was quite nice. You went to a nice posh 
Italian place down the road from me, didn't you? Yeah. Quattro, well, how do you say Quattro Rizzi? Let me tell you something. Yeah. Unbelievable place. Oh, I didn't get yeah, yeah. that place. She was a Hurst, very, very nice place, by the way. But yeah, what a wonderful restaurant that was. Italian food. Oh, I love Italian food. My cousin is yeah. so, he's so, um, he's so posh. I loved it. It was a great yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, what side of the family is that? Oh, well, I won't go down there. Um, my mum. <laughs> my mum. <my> <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Well, look, throw me off talking about food. Um, anyway, catch us where you can. Uh, Patrick, thank you. Uh, thank, thank you, you Nick. Great hosting. Yeah. Thank you, Future Mike, for producing it. And um, thank you lot for listening. Hopefully we'll speak again next week up the bloody palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.